Come on. Quick ask before we get started today, I am working to help people lead happier and more contented lives. My part of that is money. So if you enjoyed today's episode or if you've enjoyed past episodes, please take a minute and leave a quick review on iTunes. Subscribe. That helps uh, the show climb up the rankings and helps more people uh, find it. So thanks a lot. Darkness falls across the land. The midnight house is close at hand. Creatures crawl in search of blood to terrorize y'all's neighborhood. And whoever shall be found without the soul for getting down must stand and face the hounds of hell and rot inside a corpse's shell. Welcome to a very special Halloween edition of Money Savage. Joining me is the strong and powerful Julia Bramer. Julia, are you ready? Hi, I am. Excellent. Julia is a psychic, a professional tarot card reader. She is an author, a scholar, and a poet. And now, here to peer deep into our psyches and our souls. Welcome, Julia. (laughs) (laughs) What an intro. Thank you. (laughs) So, Julia, tell us a little bit more about your work, uh, some information about you personally, and uh, why you do what you do. Okay, okay. Um, I got my first tarot cards around the same time that I first started having premonitions, which was at about 16 years old. Uh, next month I turned 56. So I've been at this for over 40 years now. And, um, you know, I, uh, I, I kind of just fell in love with the tarot when I first saw them. I, I walked into uh, a magic shop back then in, in the 1970s. Um, it was a magic shop. Wasn't like these, these new agey shops you see today. Uh, it, it was, it was magic tricks, you know, <laughs> rabbits out of hats and, right. and sponge balls and, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and there were some tarot cards and, um, and this, uh, very hip older girl of about 21, you know, kind kind of just old enough to like really impress me as a mentor. And, <laughs> you know, and I thought she had all the knowledge of the world. And, and, and I remember her, saying, you want to see some real magic? And, uh, and she pulled these cards out of the display case and, and I was hooked, you know, it was like <laughs> that quick. So I took, I took all my babysitting money and I bought my first deck of tarot cards at that age. Um, like I said, that was around the same time I had my first premonition, which, um, which I still remember. I was, I just got my driver's license and I was, um, taking my little sister to the mall and I had, uh, you know, what, what I would call a daydream, uh, a waking vision of a crow on the side of the road with a broken wing. And I thought, huh, why did I think of that? And then in about five minutes, I saw exactly what I had thought. And, um, and that was the first of, you know, many, many. But uh, it, always, it always stayed with me. And, um, and so, you know, I have, uh, I can't say that I was on like a serious spiritual path at 16. I I was a partying kid and, (laughs) and, uh, you know, more interested in boys and and my friends and and all of that, but I kept the cards going and, um, you know, people ask me, well, how did you learn? And, um, and there's, uh, what in, in tarot circles, we call it the LWBs, the little white booklets that, that come in the deck. That was my first training was just the, the little white booklet that came free, you know, with, with the tarot deck. And, um, in my opinion, I think that was great training for me because, 
they have to be brief, of course, because they're just, you know, little micro books. And um, and so it pushed me to I, it gave me just the basics and taught me to rely on intuition. And then so over the years, you know, I did it for friends, for parties, you know, just just having a good time. Yeah. Was it was always like the great icebreaker because you know, it's funny. Um, I'm a Sagittarian, which tends to be a pretty extroverted sign. But as you also mentioned, I'm also a poet and a scholar. So I have this really introverted side as well. And so, you know, I don't always want to small talk with people and I don't always want to throw myself out there. But but if I went to a party or something and I brought the, the cards, um, it was just a natural icebreaker. Um, it was a way I could get to know people, even on pretty deep levels. And, and that's always been another thing with me, too. I always want to connect. Um, I, I, I don't really like superficial, you know, relationships that that don't mean anything. You know, the, the people in my circle, I want to know I can call them if times are hard. I want to know that, you know, that, that we're really friends, that we really care about each other. And because life is short and I just don't want to waste my time. <laughs> you sure. Know? Um, so so I uh, in, instantly with tarot, I got a, a certain kind of depth with with some people. Now, some people you don't want the depth with, you know, you, you see it. And you're like, yeah, like, eh, that's some bad energy. And I'm not really interested in that. But um, but it helped me understand um, who my friends were. And, uh, you know, and, and also I just realized um, how helpful the cards are. Um, you know, a, a thing people say to me is, I don't want to see anything bad. Mm -hmm. And and I always say, you know, um, they're a heads up. So, like, if I were to tell you, um, you know, George, if you, um, you know, if you drive too fast tomorrow, you are going to get a ticket. Well, heck, you're not going to drive fast tomorrow. Probably you not. Know? <laughs> and, right. And, and, and so it's, um, you know, and sometimes this can be, uh, you know, really serious. I, I've seen and warned clients about, you know, um, getting in cars with drunk drivers, things like that. Um, you know, and, and, um, I would like to, you know, hopefully it, you, you can't really tell if you've prevented anything because you, we, we can't know if they would have done it if they wouldn't have he heard. But I, I like to say that, you know, I plant the seed. And so believe it or not, a lot of times with a warning, people will be like, well, you know, I I'll just take that precaution just in case mm -hmm. Julia is right, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so, uh, so the way my life went, you know, back, back to the, the life story, um, I, I got married at 20, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> but you know, we, we're, we're, when we're kids, we think we know it all. And sure. And, <laughs> and, um, and I had my first son at 22 and my second son at 27 and, um, and I got divorced at 30. I didn't do a whole lot with the tarot at that time. Um, in fact, it was kind of my secret. Uh, at that time, because my husband wasn't really comfortable with it, my, my ex-husband. And um, and so uh, but I did read about it. I was um, I was becoming more and more spiritual. So uh, I was beginning meditation, uh, yoga, um, just reading a lot about things like, um, you know, there's authors of, of that era, like the 80s, like Shakti Gawain and Wayne Dyer, um, you know, kind of these new agey sort of uh, new thought is uh, what the way I like to uh, think of it. Um, it um, ways of thinking about um, owning your your life, creating your reality. Um, I always knew that tarot supported the new thought 
uh, model of living. And, um, and so I, uh, I would see in the cards, you know, um, like basically illustrations of some of these, you know, principles of living. And, um, and, and so as I, well, okay, so I, I got divorced at 30. Um, at that time, uh, shortly after I started my own rock and roll magazine nice. <laughs> uh, here, in, here in St. Louis um, <laughs> called Night Times, um, had a great ride for, for a few years on that, a lot of fun, uh, wrote a memoir about that, um, uh, got married to the lead guitarist of a band called Radio Iodine, my second husband, who we have been married over 20 years now. Nice. And, um, and, uh, and, and uh, you know, raised my boys. Um, but all the time growing spiritually. So it wasn't until 2007 when I started graduate school, uh, getting my MFA in poetry and fiction, um, when uh, everybody, you know, everyone had told me for the longest time yeah, that I should do the to do tarot for a living. And I didn't really take it that seriously. Um, you know, it was just my hobby. It was the thing I wanted to do for my friends. And I wanted to be a serious writer, uh, which I am a serious writer. But, you know, I, I guess at that time I didn't believe that there was uh, space for both. Mm -hmm. And um, and so anyway, my professor uh, kept calling me into other classes. He kept saying, you know, would you do uh, a demonstration of the cards for this. He, he would incorporate tarot into the curriculum because a lot of writers have used tarot. And, um, and so, you know, I was getting more and more influenced. At that same time, I realized, talking to the same professor, that the famous poet Sylvia Plath used a lot of tarot imagery in her work. And I mentioned it to this this professor, Dr. Schreiner, and I, I said, you know, what's the story? I, I don't see anything about this. And it's it's screamingly obvious, you know. And he said, I don't know what you're talking about. And he he suggested that I make it my um, my end of semester project. Well, that became my life's work. Um, Sylvia Plath is one of the most famous poets and writers of the 20th century. And she um, is known mainly for her depression, electroshock therapy, and ultimate suicide at age 30. It's really a shame <laughs> that it's all the drama that overtook her life. And, um, and nobody can see that, um, first off, in the 50 years, well, more than 50 years now, um, since she's been um, gone at 50, 56, I, I was born uh, nine months after Platt's death, almost exactly. <laughs> And um, and in all that time, um, everyone has been misreading her, uh, kind of reading only the superficial, uh, you know, autobiographical element to her um, poetry, um, which is astounding to me because she and her husband were heavily into occult and, and mysticism. And her husband has been widely re um, read with occult influences, but nobody wanted to look at Plath that way. And um so I, I have three books, more coming. Um, Plath is my passion. Tarot is my full-time job. Um, all thanks to graduate school, really, and pushing me in that direction. Um, today I am, if you look me up, I'm considered one of the top ten psychics in St. Louis. I uh, CBS radio calls me the number one fortune teller in St. Louis, which I kind of hate that term fortune teller. I think it's sort of cheesy. <laughs> uh, but 
but that's okay. You know, I'll say sure. <laughs> it's, a, it, it's a compliment. Um, I've been on MTV. I've been on Nickelodeon. I've been on all the local programs, uh, some of the news programs, Patrick's People, Show Me St. Louis, Great Day St. Louis, um, all the radio shows. Uh, I'm a semi-regular on the Dave Glover radio show. So um, I, I've never had to advertise. You know, it's all been word of mouth and um, and my appearances. Um, I was the regular reader at the St. Louis Renaissance Fair for a number of years, but uh, that that was too too hard, too too physically taxing for me after uh, after so many years of being in the elements. You know, you're in a, a tent in the woods and the sun and the heat and sure. the thunderstorms. And <laughs> I would bring bring my asthma inhaler and. And uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, enough of that. But um, but yeah. So um, it's a pretty great life, and um, I make a nice living, and I get to help people, and I get a lot of hugs, and a lot of positive tears, and a lot of nice letters, and uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be anything else at this point. I love it. That that all sounds like good stuff to me. So I think, that, <laughs> I think that's fantastic. Awesome. So. Uh, a big, big part of the work that, that that I'm doing is trying to to work on two big problems, at least from my perspective. That so many of us are broke, and too many of us are really sleepwalking through through our lives. We're 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 not engaged in in our work, and we're filling ourselves up with vapid nonsense like fantasy football and uh-huh. and the Kardashians and junk like that. So, <laughs> right. so how can tarot um, help? Well, it it forces you to look inward. And it's interesting because, um, you know, when I was doing the Renaissance Fair, my husband would help set me up and he would kind of hide out in the back of my tent and he would listen. <laughs> he would sit in a lawn chair and in the sun and and he'd be playing solitaire on his phone. But but he would pick up on things and he would tell me he's like so many times you're not telling them anything that they don't already know. It's just you're clarifying, you're validating and 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 that is so helpful right there. Sure. We we have this kind of subconscious knowledge. Uh, Carl Jung, you know, uh, the famous psychologist. I mean, that that's uh, the collective unconscious and and the, the subconscious that was his domain. And and uh, and actually, Jung used tarot with his clients. Um, but there's um, there's so much wisdom that we already have, and it's like. We think about it kind of, but we get distracted, like you said, with all the vapid stuff. And, um, and, and sometimes we get really attached to how we want things to go. Mm-hmm. And so tarot is kind of the, the kick in the pants of here's how it is. You know, um, I'll call people out on addictions. Uh, I'll call people out on depression. I'll call people out on abusive relationships, uh, whether they're the abuser or the victim. Um, I'll call people out on victim mentality which is um kind of a big thing you know there's um and and but more than that um the through the tarot and through my spiritual you know pursuits i'll give them tools to get out of their problems so that's how it's helpful it um it is a way to uh recognize the problem which is half of it and then what do you do to step out of it? But, you know, I, I like to say I can read your cards, George, because we're both alive and we're both, you know, that life force. I, I call that God. Uh, I don't tell people how to do God or what to call God. But, you know, I, I believe we're hooked into the God system just by being alive. Um, and so we have great power. We're children of God. And it's just 
teaching yourself to pay attention to your power, um, you know, and, and owning it. Um, I definitely, you know, I know a lot of people are afraid of tarot, you know, the spooky connotations, but mm -hmm. you know, I, I'm about living in the light. I want it only positive. Um, occasionally I'll get somebody, you know, at, at the Renaissance fair, especially who would wander into my tarot tent and, and want a magic spell or what, you know, or, or, uh, want to get into black magic stuff. Yeah, and I'm sure. like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you know, there, there's some people who are into that. If you notice, they almost always have um, really severe health problems. Mm. They're um, they're almost always either um, completely uh, emaciated or grossly obese. Um, they're almost always suffering from you know aches and pains and, and occasionally diseases. Um, I I don't deny that there is some power on the dark side, but I wouldn't want any part of it because that's what it does to you, <laughs> you yeah. know. Uh, and and I just I just want to be a, a positive um, for this world. I, I want to be um, part of evolution, not entropy and degradation. You know, so appreciate that. Yeah. All right. So because I'm I'm not I'm I'm really I'm unfamiliar with how the process works. I uh -huh. you you're going to read my tarot cards. We 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 sit down. You turn the cards over and then you read them yeah yeah um so i would shuffle for you okay um i i can read your cards right now if you'd like a, a little for sure over the phone all right you bet. so so i'm shuffling for you now george um i can do sort of a general reading um kind of just see what i see around you or we can go right to any subject you like. So, you know, I could do um, your podcast, you know, I could do uh, something more general like money, love, career, health. Uh, so w what would you like to know about? We might as well talk about the podcast. All right. All right. <laughs> so, okay. So I'm finished shuffling and now I'm going to put the cards down. I have my assistant, Rufus, the big red tabby, who is getting in the way just a little bit. Watch it, but, Rufus. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, I think you're going to like most of this. Uh, there are some cards that um, we want to, uh, you know, it's advice to work on. But that's good, right? I mean, it's it's positive, constructive criticism. No doubt. So, so I am seeing you. We start with the Knight of Swords. This is our go-getter. You know, you are ambitious. You are driven. Uh, you have that goal. You are going for it. Love it. Um, the next card, however, is the King of Swords in reverse. When I say a card's in reverse, it's upside down as it faces me. And, um, and, and this king generally um, is hurting or struggling in, in some way. Um, not you're not really feeling your power. Now, I did add a couple clarification cards to this. I have the lovers over it, so it could be just that the love life is sort of um, distracting you at the moment. Um, it is it is the lovers right side up, so uh, you know I'm I'm not too worried about your love life in general. Um, but it, it it could be that your mind is just on that. <laughs> um, we've also got uh, at at the root of of this king and, and his struggles. I've got temperance in reverse, which um, temperance is uh, the angel of alchemy. And, uh, and the idea is it's about balance and moderation, um, sometimes about physical health, always about being in sync. And so I, I would really like you, George, to kind of think about um, caring most especially for your physical body, getting enough sleep, 
eating right, you know, kind of those basic things. I'm not seeing you ill, but um, but I'm seeing you maybe a little off your game, a little stressed out, you know, working really, really hard. Um, and so I feel like you would actually have more power um, going, you know, just sort of getting into some self-care. We have a uh, we have a two week old baby. So so you're certainly <laughs> right. <laughs> no sleep. Nope. <laughs> Been there. Well, congratulations. Well, thank you. That's thank beautiful. you. <laughs> well, well, that may be uh, the next card, which is Ace of Wands, which is a new beginning. It is something that you are excited about, enthused about, you know, um, just positive energy. Um, so I do feel, you know, in general, the podcast is going great, but you're distracted, you know. So the I, I've put this down. If I could, you know, if, if you could see this, um, it's in sort of a triangular shape. So that the top of the triangle, the top of the pyramid is the king of pentacles. Um, this is our, our king who holds the gold, the gold coin, money, career, power. That's where you're going. That's your energy. Love it. You know, um, that's what you want to be. Um, that is a man who has some power in this world. Uh, and he's a, a good and generous guy. You know, there's there's no problems with this king. Um, I married one the second time. <laughs> so he's he's loyal. He's responsible. He is the guy you can totally count on and depend on. And um, and I just see your podcast um, not only elevating you to that, you know, may, you know, and it could be as simple as your regular listeners know uh, when the next show is going to come up and that, you know, and that it's going to be there, but that they respect you and they look up to you and, and that you do have wisdom and guidance for them as, as a king is a leader, you know. So um, as we go forward, I have three cards that go ahead into this next year. I've got the two of swords which is our card of of balance kind of keeping it all steady it's not an easy card if you were to look at it it's a woman and she's sitting on a bench and she has two swords across her chest and you know if you think about it swords are heavy <laughs> mm -hmm. um, she, she is blindfolded so she doesn't even have a visual cue and yet she's keeping her swords balanced um, this is basically you going forward and it's saying I'm keeping it all together I'm holding it together it is showing in the next six months however just beyond that I've got the two of pentacles in reverse so this is our juggler and when he's in reverse or, or upside down as he faces me, um, it's a few too many balls in the air. So I am seeing, George, if you want to feel your strength with this podcast, if you really want to um, take it you know, further, um, you're either going to have to delegate or postpone or strip down a little bit. Like you cannot do everything. The way you are um, and not not with this baby in the house and, and all the rest. <laughs> um, it is you are just showing a spread a bit too thin now your last card in, in this sort of general reading on the podcast is the four of wands and it is having all your ducks in the row so if I can tell anything from you George and and you know just to tell your your uh, listeners we've never met we've never even had a phone conversation before this so um, you know it does look like you're somebody who has you know his stuff together is is orderly um, uh, organized um, and I do see you continuing that way you know um, the four of wands tends to be a card of stability as well so I like that um, I just want you on the personal level to um, take care of, of the body to I know it's hard with a baby and especially if you're an active father which 
is so awesome because um, this generation seemed to be much better uh, dads than than the last generation, in my opinion. And um, and I love that. And um, but it it does mean you lose a lot of sleep. Sure. <laughs> so um, if you can nap, if you can do some self care, you know, maybe some massage, maybe some yoga, maybe some meditation. Uh, we we've found meditation. If if you learn to meditate uh, for twenty minutes a day. Uh, that is like having an extra couple hours of sleep uh, if you know if, if you get in, into getting into the zone pretty quick, which just takes a little bit of practice. Um, so it could be really helpful for you. <laughs> Amen on that. Yeah, yeah. So um, what would you like anything else you would like to know or uh, or do you want to um, go back to your questions here with just the interview? <laughs> no I, I think that I think that it, everything you said is very much on point. I'm I am. Uh, and, and I am an ambitious person, and I I consider myself very capable, but that has a tendency to manifest in taking on too much stuff and uh-huh. trying to juggle too many balls. So, so okay. yes, I can see myself being able to carry this thing on, and not just the podcast, but everything else that I'm working on for a little while longer. Specifically, like you said, six months. But then after that, something will have to change. So, right. I don't I, I don't doubt that for a second. So I think that that's all spot on. Great, great. Glad to hear it. I think it is all spot on. So, uh, <laughs> I love it. I, I I was not expecting you to uh, to uh, to 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 do a reading for me. So thank you so much. <laughs> sure. Well, Julia, Savage Nation is ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? Um, okay, I believe that we're all intuitive to different degrees. It's kind of like singing. We can all sing. Uh, some of us are better than others, <laughs> you know, some truth. of us, oh, please don't, <laughs> but, 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 you know, we, we can all improve. And, um, and, and so part of the, the biggest enemy of intuition is being afraid to be wrong. I think we've all had times where something happens and you're like, I knew that, you know, I felt it. I, I just had a sense about that guy or that Thing, you know, and, and, and then it happened, but you were afraid to say it because you didn't want to be wrong. Well, the intuitive person goes there and, and just, you know, steps into um, letting go of the ego and saying, this is what I'm seeing. And, and, and it's, it's that simple. And I do believe we can all train ourselves to get better. Uh, spiritual path helps. Well, that is great stuff. That definitely gets a come on. Come on. <laughs> Julia, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for uh for for being the guest on our first Halloween special. Where thank can you. where can uh where can Savage Nation learn more about you? How can they how, how can they engage with you? Great. Well, um you can go to my website, juliagordonbramer.com and uh J U L I A G O R D O N B R A M E R.com uh or you can just call me up or or, or text me 314-517-0158 or tarot@nighttimes.com. Perfect. Okay. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Julia your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to juliagordonbramer.com, and uh, I'll list all of that in the notes of the show. All right. Thanks again, Julia. Thank you, George. It was great talking to you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Before I go, quick announcement. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about 
How Do I Start a Podcast, that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step-by-step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it and then how to get great guests and uh, keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course and you'll find it there. You can just go to the website. I'll also list that in the notes of the show. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!